Welcome to the Road to Black Podcasts, brought to you by the BJJ Physio. The BJJ Physio helps optimize the training of jiu-jitsu athletes so they can dominate their next performance. How do they do this? They provide strength and conditioning, physical therapy, and heart rate-based conditioning through a completely remote and online management system. Meaning you can be anywhere in the world and take your BJJ performance to the next level. Contact Dr. Wesley Reed at info at the bjjphysio.online or follow him at the BJJ Physio on Instagram to find out more. Also brought to you by Roll Union Jiu-Jitsu. Visit rollunion.com and follow Roll Union on Instagram to shop the latest jiu-jitsu styles. Roll Union brings you the best fitting gis on the market, the most comfortable rash guards, and premium soft jiu-jitsu tees. Next time you're in the market for some new gear, check out RollUnion.com for the stylish and the savage. Lastly, we're brought to you by DownToRoll.com. DownToRoll.com was born out of the need for an innovative way to find BJJ training partners during the COVID-19 crisis. With gyms being shut down for many across the globe, you can register at DownToRoll.com and find small group training partners in your area. You can message partners directly from the map and interact with other like-minded players on the Down to Roll exclusive network. Go to downtoroll.com and start training again now. Thanks for supporting our sponsors, and we hope you enjoy this episode of the Road to Black podcast. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. What is up? Another week, another episode, episode 22. Yeah. Listeners, thanks for joining us, the Road to Black podcast. Sitting here with Wes. My name's Paul, if you're new to the podcast. Uh, Wes and myself trained together for a few years at a gym in Arizona, um, GD Jiu-Jitsu. That's where I currently train. Wes is out in Colorado right now for the next two plus years until he moves back. So uh, welcome in. Uh, Before we get on the topic of the podcast, we want to just touch on something we've been uh, talking about in terms of the the Andre and Gordon Ryan, the Galval and Gordon drama that we've been covering the last three weeks. <laughs> oh man, it's been a wild, been a wild ride. Galval finally released his statement. What'd you think of that? I Did thought you- it was well done. Yeah, me too. Honestly, I thought it was, I, he, I think it was perfect. He disarmed the whole. Yeah, he disarmed totally. the entire thing. Yeah, you know, and I think whenever you come out and you take like responsibility for your actions and yeah, who's going to criticize you? Know, you you for can't that, you know? taking the high road. T- he took the high road, and uh, he. Yeah, I just thought it was really, really well done. Yeah. So it was thought out. It took a few days. I mean, I wonder how many takes it took for him to do the video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was uh it was good you know that's pretty much all you could do i figured it was going to be something along those lines and <clears throat> i don't think that he's the type that would have come back with all this shit talk and it's just not going to happen so he's yeah, got too it, much too much other stuff invested in his career and his reputation and his name to lower yourself to something like that although we you know it's fun to watch and the craziness and the back and forth and they both did the same. They were both at fault in terms of that. But, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, we got to respect each other. And that stuff puts a lot of people off. You know, Gordon has a lot of fans that like that type of yeah. behavior. And then a lot of people that just can't stand the guy because of it, you know. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of just trying to be neutral about it, but I see both sides and. I'm a big fan of the respect part of martial arts. So, um, in MMA too, you know, I'm not a, the biggest fan of the shit talk. So, but it's been interesting to watch. You know, kind of leading up to that thing, Gordon was, you know, he had had all these different hypotheses about what he his what he was going to do. You know, he said, "Well, oh yeah." One of the things was, I think he's going to accept a match, and then he's going to fake an injury right, right. during training and yeah well he didn't he didn't predict this he's this one. i haven't seen him say anything no he there's not much he can say at this point i mean you're gonna look like an ass if you keep keep it up i mean it's it's basically 
I mean, it won't be over, but it's over right now, you know? Um, I got the, I got the vibe that it didn't seem like Galvao was going to accept anything. I kind of got the vibe. Like I got, he felt like he got too caught up in it all, caught up in it all. And it was once it got really escalated, then it Mm -hmm. became too much for him. And he's now he's done. So that's kind yeah, of, he's, he's going back he's, to. He's not that type of guy. Yep. He's just he's, not that type of guy. Yep. You're not going to match Gordon Ryan on that game. Yeah. You know, that's why Gordon's who he is. You know, that's what makes him unique. And that's just not who, how Andre was and, or is. And it is what it is, you know, that's, if they end up fighting for some reason, it is, you know, it, it, we'll see. We'll see what happens, but drama. Drama. I, I, now it's on to. Now it's on to something else for Gordon. He just destroyed some, some physician that he was trying to get out in the oh, his yeah. office. Did you see that thing? Yeah. The poor guy took his like account down and closed it all off. It's like, God, jeez. He just like. That's not a. You can't act like that. No, I thought that was pretty in pretty poor taste. Oh my God, it's so immature. These, I mean, he's got a lot of growing up to do. I'm sorry, but I'm an old guy. I can say that, you know, that's just not how you treat people. So, yeah. Even if the guy wronged you, you know, you don't call him out and ruin his whole career and life for that. I mean, come on, dude. You know, yeah. <laughs> talk about the privilege, acting like you're privileged. I mean, you know, he likes to talk shit about kids being younger people being privileged. There you go. Right there. Yep. I'm going to get on social media and cry to my 600,000 followers that this guy did poor service, you know? Yeah. He's it's done that a bunch of times with different companies and places, you know. I don't know. To each his uh, own, you know. Yep, absolutely. So it seems like that drama is coming to an end. So well, at least for this week. At least for this week. I'm who It'll who continue knows? with some of these other guys, you know. So Yeah. Uh, so. so we have a question from one of our listeners and uh, the context is he had heard one of our previous podcasts talking about cross training and training at different martial arts gyms and kind of what all that looks like. Um, and he had also watched on flow grappling, the Keenan Cornelius Ronan show where mm-hmm. it had, he had, he had talked about a lot about cross training and um he was curious about cross training and he, i'll read uh his message to us and um he was curious about the logistics of training at a different gym outside of your home gym um how to approach it what the expectations should be and when i asked for a little bit of clarification uh he asked he said, uh, how much should you train at a specific place that's not your gym? What should you expect to pay? Um, go to a class or open mat. How do you approach training at a school knowing you're not looking to join? And conversely, what should a gym expect of you as a guest? So a lot, a lot to unpack there. So I guess we'll kind of take it point by point. Um, Cross training. So, so Keenan actually says in his Ronin show that he's, he makes a really strong statement in that you shouldn't even train at schools that don't allow you to train elsewhere. Um, he says that gyms should be secure with their students and let them train outside of their networks or outside of their schools mm-hmm. um, in order to continue to grow the jujitsu community and grow um, your skills. Right. I agree with that. So um, that's that just it should a, be more open. You that agree it should, that be, it should more be more open. open. Do you agree yeah. with the fact that you shouldn't train somewhere if they're telling you not to train well, other that, places? That's, that that's can the be, hard part. Yeah. That's the hard part. That's going to be situation specific. You know, yeah. you're really going to have to understand the reasoning behind it yeah you know i think you know you know to keenan's point he lives in san diego 
Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it's just, there's jujitsu on every corner, right? So if yeah. you find some place that doesn't align with what you want, mm-hmm. you can just jump down to whatever. Now, if you live in a place that doesn't have much of a selection of gyms, yeah, um, that that is not going to be your reality. Right. Um, and then culture, that's, a, that's also a, a culture fit um local jujitsu culture Mm -hmm. does you know for instance our in arizona the culture is very open and you Mm -hmm. can cross train and it's not a not a huge deal there's other places where that is a that's a sin you're you're like you're betraying your gym you're right going outside of your team um and so that type of local yeah culture also exists on the opposite end of what keenan's talking about and you can't really help that no and it's always evolving it's just been evolved it's evolved into what it is now because probably years ago most gyms didn't want you to cross train from what i hear you know not as many gyms. You're not going to go across town to train with your rival. And we can go back, whatever, 20, 30 years if you want to make it an example. But that's the yeah. way it was. You know, you stuck with your team because those are the people that you're competing against. You know, maybe tournaments didn't have dozens and dozens and dozens of academies signing up like you see these big tournaments now. You know, it could have been just a handful, five, 10, you know, at the biggest tournaments, you might just have a f- several major teams. So, those they're traditionally weren't going to cross train very much. Yeah. And you know, I didn't train back then, but that's kind of what I gather from reading about posts and reading some history with jujitsu and the competition scene. That being said, it, it's evolving. So it's definitely an, a more open environment in terms of, I think social media has helped that and it's helped jujitsu grow tremendously. Immensely. Obviously. Yeah. yeah I mean, it wouldn't be where it is today without it's it's really just grown by the visibility of the practitioners, you know? Yeah. Hey, this is, this is us. We're training. You know, you take a picture with all your, your teammates and you post it online and people see that and they see that it's motivating. You're posting about your, your tournament silver medal and your journey. And it's, it's like any other sport you start seeing that you, you people latch onto it, you know, and want to try it. So because of that, it's, become this open type society i think you know yeah the gyms they're going to have their different personalities but the community as a whole is pretty close you know yeah and even even in terms of like uh there was a guy on on one of the flow grappling flow grappling posted about andre uh galval and gordon and some guy you could tell he's like i think he was only into it like maybe a year or two jujitsu and he's like everything i know about jujitsu is like camaraderie and and being kind to one another and having respect and he goes what's with all this shit talk i'm new to this game like he 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 didn't really know not everybody's tuned into the gordon galval drama you know there's plenty of guys especially i even have friends that probably don't even pay attention to this stuff online you know they're just training which is probably a good thing but (laughs) you know what i mean and that's what this guy was he's like stumbled across flow grappling and he's like what what why are these guys at each why is this such a big thing the shit talk you know and he was kind of put off by it and it had a lot of likes like a lot of people agreed with him you know um so it's just this time where everything's evolving and i don't know you know it people put it out there you it's just it's grown so much i think the gyms have to be open and open to different practitioners so, you, you know, if it's an academy, these are all businesses, so they all want to grow. So I look at it in terms of business, it's probably not the smartest. And look, if you have a good business plan and, and let's say you're a gym and you're successful and you're confident in your abilities and what you're teaching, you shouldn't really be afraid of losing people. You know, mm-hmm. if someone has to move out of state or move away for some reason, if people are just leaving left and right to go to other gyms, it's a you problem. I mean, honestly, agreed. It's like anything in life. You you know, yeah. you're the 
the customer's not going to sit there and take shitty service yeah. when they can go elsewhere and have a better experience. Yeah. Especially so that, at a hundred, hundred and fifty bucks a month. Yeah, exactly. It's you're paying a premium. But now my point is is it's grown so much is now you have all these other options. So it's almost inevitable that this is occurring. You know, there's it's just gonna happen. You have so many more practitioners doing it. And it whether it's and we can we can like break this down because it's not so cut and dry. When we're talking about cross training at other gyms, are we talking about you know, there's a difference between going to an open mat that's hosted, you know, like here in the Valley in Arizona, there's a couple, couple gyms offer open mat, like no fees and stuff. Yeah, Other gyms can absolutely. just come and train, you know, and they they get a good, huge turnout. There's a bunch of them that do that actually. Yeah. A lot. You got, you got your home gyms that do open mat. Um, maybe you, you, maybe if, a, maybe if a gym isn't open to everyone for an open mat on a Saturday, let's say, maybe they're just, they'll say, it, you can come in and train, but it's going to be a fee, you know, so they might charge you. So you got free cross training, you got charge cross training for open mats. And I think we have to make sure that's parsed out a little bit differently than training as a student in the academy, right? Yeah. That's yep. kind of the biggest thing here is that it's not all, we're not talking about all the same cross training. That's number one. You got you know, so there's definitely areas that are more accepting even to the open mats. Okay. But to take it a step further, how many gyms are going to be open to the idea of you just periodically once or twice a week going and training at a different gym? Probably that's probably not going to be on the up and up for most people. That's mm -hmm. different. I think, Yeah. you know, so I think we have to kind of understand and define the differences between the cross training, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I agree. And there was a while that I was, you know, I would go catch open mats pretty regularly over at, over at roots. Mm -hmm. And, um, they're one of those gyms for the listeners that they have an all is welcome policy for any, any school, any affiliation for their weekend open mats and their open mats just, they get packed. Yeah. And you have, and the, one of the reasons why I started going over there, I actually didn't know about it. Um, a buddy of mine was, he trained over there. We've, I've got a lot of friends now that train over there, but, um, he was training over there and he was just like, Hey man, uh, you should come in and train with us. Mm -hmm. this weekend and i was like yeah sure uh knowing that it wasn't a big deal to just go catch some open mats somewhere yeah um that was already a, an established kind of thing for us in the valley that it's yeah. just you know wasn't a huge deal um and then i walked in and i was i saw like i saw probably like 10 or people 10 or so people from g's that were all over there there were mm -hmm. purple belts brown belts black belts I saw two people at the same time, two people that I had recently competed against from different gyms. So I got to catch up with those guys. Nice. Um, and then get some good rounds with, uh, they had, uh, I think it was, was it Mike Fowler. They had Mike Fowler there at the time. Yeah. Um, it just bunch so of different. got to bunch of different, like high level competitors. Yeah. And, um, you know, then I started going over there every, you know, I'd go over there every couple weekends, mm -hmm. um, catch an open mat or something, train with my buddy who is, he was a three or four stripe white belt. He's a blue belt now, but, and it was awesome. And it was never a huge issue. I was also happy at my gym. So yeah, I think that's the other thing to kind of parse out is, are you looking to grow your jujitsu and create that kind of open community, create relationships at other gyms, create relationships with other grapplers, see some different looks with people? Is that the intent? Um, I would cross train at different places. Not, like I wasn't dissatisfied with, with what I, my gym. Yeah. Say. So I wasn't even looking for another gym. So, yeah. Um, if that's the intent, you're happy at your gym, you want to just catch some looks. I don't personally see a problem with it. 
Now, if you are living in a community where that is kind of verboten, mm-hmm. let me ask you a question then. Is that something you need to talk to your instructor, owner, professor about before you, if you, if you start, if you say, I'm going to go down to whatever. Mm-hmm. I think if map. it's uh, if it's something that you truly honestly don't know, whether you should or not, definitely always talk to your academy the professor you know talk to your coach um they're gonna let you know one way or another so if it's uh you know if 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 you already know that it's okay and you have some teammates going over there or literally the guy you know you train with all the time he's like hey i've been going over here to do open mats you want to come with me next week i don't think you have to pass that by your coach if it's a known thing that it's okay right yeah yep um these are open mats. And I think the key is what you said is being satisfied with where you're at. Okay. We're talking about people in my mind, it's, 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 it's a good thing. We're sp- spreading the love and the knowledge and you're going to these, you know, you're mixing it up with different people. Hey, that's what makes the community out here is very strong in Arizona. Oh, very. And that's a big part of it. Um, people look at each other as brothers and sisters versus as enemies. And I don't, yeah. you know, that's just how it is out here. I'm not saying it's like, not like that anywhere else, but here you know you meet people from other gyms or they're stoked to see you you know it's like hey you train where are you training you know so that's all i've ever experienced it's always been that way now it hasn't been as much cross training when i first started you know there wasn't as many open gyms or you know open mats those really in the last five years i think have blown up here and just it's because certain people or academy owners they you know if they promote that and they get people to come over it's a good thing you know now maybe there might be some kind of reasoning why they're doing it and look it's also not bad for business that you have all these different grapplers coming from everywhere to come to your open map okay let's be honest yeah because if some of them aren't satisfied with their situations you might be able to get them as a student right whether you're trying to or not you know you're hey you put a good vibe on an open map I guarantee people have been at other gyms and went and trained at Roots now permanently because of their experience on the open mat. Yeah. That's probably happened somewhere yeah. along the line, right? Yeah. So that's the, you know, there's a business aspect of it, but going back, you know, you're comfortable, you're, you know, your your coach and your academy, they're cool with you going and doing that. No problem. Go do it. I think where it becomes a little bit more of an issue, I guess we could, you know, maybe it's not as common but leaving your gym to go and train at another gym periodically you know for classes and stuff is what i'm saying yeah that's a different story i think yeah yeah because then you're under a different philosophy you're under a different you know um approach to jujitsu so not that it's bad you can have two teachers but you know you don't want any conflict there in terms of you know, it's going to be hard to move through your whole career in jujitsu or your whole experience where you have two different schools, let's say, you know, yeah. it's just, you still have it, to have a home base. Yeah. A home you base know? is important. Right. Yeah. And even if you have a home base, my point is, is, is it cool to go just once a week, go to another gym? Cause you think they, you like their class on Wednesday night. I mean, to me, that's a little bit different than going mm-hmm. to an open mat. Because you're committing class time, you're probably paying them fees. That is something you definitely want to talk to your coach about. I believe. I believe. Like yeah. if I wanted to just start training somewhere else, you know, regular regularly, I think I would have a conversation. But yeah, that's just me. You know, it's and not to say that I'm asking for permission, but it could just be a conversation. You know, mm-hmm. and maybe you have some legitimate reason for that. Um, I'm trying to think like. There's times when, you know, you might leave a gym, but you have a lot of friends and people over there and maybe you want to come back and train with them once in a while. So that, I don't know, you know, that's a, that's something you'd have to consider and talk to your coach about, you know? So the cross training is one thing, but classes and, and all that, because when you start taking the classes and the courses, you're making relationships with people and the coaches, that becomes a different thing. I'm not saying that it's bad that you can't do it. Or it's 
hey, you're getting our secrets over here and bring them back to your gym or something stupid like that. It's just, you know, like you said last week, jujitsu is a, a, it's an individual sport, but it's a team sport, you know? Yeah. So you got to have that team camaraderie and that, uh, that's a big part of it, you know, is that togetherness as a team. And maybe your training partners might not appreciate you going training somewhere else, or maybe that you, they don't feel like you're so committed. I'm just saying these are things that could come up if you end up taking those, you know, taking those chances and figuring it out. Now, all that being said, I also know that people have come and trained at GD because they weren't satisfied somewhere else. So they might do a mm -hmm. drop in, pay their fee for a drop in, whether they're out of town coming in to look for a new gym or a local person coming over just to see. Maybe they've only been training six months here in the Valley. And they've been at a gym, they like it, but hey, I didn't ever get a chance to try out this gym. That's going to happen too. So that's yeah. maybe a little different. That's not like a regular cross training, but it kind of is, you know, you got to talk, you know, the whole traveler training thing, people, that's bigger than ever. People going yeah. on business trips, tra training, dropping in places, you know, so that also creates, and it's also a big part of this, uh, the thought process behind the openness of these gyms. Because, yeah. you know, you have to, you can't close your doors to everyone. You know, you got to at least yeah. see what the people are looking for. Are they looking for a new home? Are they looking for a cross yeah. training? So it's important to at least consider all that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't see a big issue in cross training as long as you know that, you know, you're, you have a home base. This is your team and open mm -hmm. mat. I think open mats are open mats. They're fair game. Yeah. You know, you want to jump into some open mats. I think that's all good. Um, where you start getting into trouble, like you were saying, is taking classes elsewhere. You know, I'll I'll dive into, you know, my situation. I don't have a home base here. My home base mm -hmm. is still there. Yeah. And there's going to come a time here sooner than later where um, I am going to be going down and paying drop-in fees at that's right, gyms, yeah. you know. And so it's a different even another different it, scenario it's a different scenario altogether because yeah. i i don't have a home base gym here that i'm calling no option. home i have don't have an option so you know i have a training group that that's here mm -hmm. uh that's doing really great and then you know what i want to go get some uh some classes then i'm gonna pay the drop-in fee you know and that's that's the way i'm gonna get more instruction yeah. Yeah. You gotta do so what you gotta even, do. So yeah. Yeah. So even but, that situation is, but I see that's the thing is, is that I still have a home base. I, my, it's just my home base is out of state. Yeah. You know, so I still have a, 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 a gym an affiliation. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it's remote. So yeah. Um, well, that's a yeah, good so, point. Go ahead. Keep, go ahead. I said, that's a good point. And it's good that you brought that up because Part of that question is how do you explore or figure out how, you know, are these places charging people? You know, that was something that was mentioned in the, yeah. in, I, I believe it was part of the question that all you got to do is be open and honest and mm -hmm. communicate, you know? So if it's you, you're going down to Denver or wherever, got, they're got, they got a new school coming out. What are you going to do? You're going to call them. You're going to figure out what, what the drop-in fees are. Yeah. How often can I drop in? What, you know, I'm, this is my situation. You know, business owners are going to appreciate that, you know, and just be yeah. honest with them. They're going to understand and they'll make a decision one way or another. You know, if they think that you wouldn't fit in there, even for a drop in, which I don't think they're going to say, you know, they'll tell you, but just be open in your situation. And if you're new, whether you're traveling out of town, training in, an, in another environment or you're local, you have a home gym. That's when it has, that's when you have to do a little bit more thought process. You know, what is your intention of training someone? If you yeah. have a home gym, right? I mean, what is your intention? It's going to be different. If you're looking for a new gym, that's going to be a little bit of a different experience, you know, and, yeah. and probably a different discussion. If you even have a discussion with your instructor about that, that's probably something you're just going to go do. But, um, yeah, you got to call these places and figure out some have charges, some, you know, some will charge you a fee, some not some, you know, maybe it's an affiliate gym. And they're not going to charge you where they might charge an outsider, you know, um, mm -hmm. I've seen that before. So a lot of different instances, but you just got to get out there and 
figure it out, you know, ask, ask questions and kind of, uh, call around, you know, just call around. If you don't know enough, enough people in the grappling community, that are telling you about these things. or You're not hearing them on the mats. Give them a call, you know, Hey, just I train over here. Do you have an open mat? We don't have a, some places don't offer the open mats. Like you need them, you know? And that's yeah. why even, even guys at our gym, they might go to another open, they might do both. You know, maybe they're going mm-hmm. to our open mat on Saturday and going to another one on Sunday. That's on Sunday, very yeah. Com- that, yeah, exactly. That's so, very common. And the Sunday one is not at your home gym. So some people are savages and want to train constantly, <laughs> you know? So I get it. So that, and that, that, uh, that again is another reason why it is so open and welcoming because it's blowing up and people want to train. And that's what happened yeah. here. I could feel it. People were looking for places. To, I mean, you'd see it on social media. Where's the open mat mm-hmm. tonight? This isn't yeah. the one person talking to their gym. They're talking to the community. Yeah. You know, most of the time when I see that. So it's good to yeah, be in that know, position. The, it's great to be in that position. And, you know, the, the cool thing that I uh, have, I've talked previous, you know, I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast. I know I've talked about it openly in different uh, conversations and in different contexts. The thing that I really like about, um, the community there is that you can have your home gym and everyone's got their team. You can compete against other teams and other individuals and still be friends with them and train with them at different open mm-hmm. mats. Right. But yeah. then when people go to one of the major tournaments, when there's somebody in the community that they know or are, have trained with or associated with, Everyone in the entire community, regardless of what gym you're in, they all rally around that one person. They're all like, oh, they're rooting for so-and-so against the other person from whatever, Mm -hmm. you know? So you have your home team, you have peripherally your friends that you train with at, in different locations across the Valley. Yeah. And then you have this bigger community that all comes together when people go to the majors it's a really it's it's true yeah it's so i felt that cool and i've met people that way like they're cheering on my side i'm like oh i don't even know that person but here they are you know it's like it's a good feeling and that's that's the strength of the community here i don't even if i'm just gonna say fight the wins yeah i'm just gonna say it's a unique community here i don't know if that exists other places maybe it does but it's close here in Arizona, you know? Yeah. It's a close community like that. Yeah. Fight to wins. You go to there. The teams are very much um, segregated and mm-hmm. they root for their own team. But if it's an outsider coming in from yep. somewhere else and it's one of your people, yep. the whole place roots for them. You know? It erupts over. Yep, you, you absolutely. See that? I've seen it a bunch of times at Master Worlds where, you know, you just got the AZ competitors all rallying behind each other. Um it's cool, man. I think we underestimate here in Arizona, not underestimate, but maybe we don't appreciate or know how unique and special that is. I don't know myself if that's unique and special, but I know it could just be, you know, you get into San Diego. It's just, it seems like there's a lot more gyms. I don't know if that's true. San Diego is not a bigger city. It's roughly the same size. I yeah. think it's Phoenix, maybe it's a little bit smaller, but a lot of gyms there. Do they have that? You know? Maybe they do. Maybe somebody from the East Coast comes in and all the San Diego people, I'm sure some of them. So I think you get that with these geographic regions too, you know, mm-hmm. and that's something, an additional, something special. So if you're in that position and you guys have noticed that, or you're in Arizona and you feel that, I mean, be appreciative of that. I think it's yeah. amazing, you know, and that's why I'm heavily involved in the jujitsu community here because mm-hmm. I wanted to be. It's such, it's, empowering you know it's a good group of people it's it's an amazing community so i know i met a lot of my friends through it and a lot of them not at my gym by the way so yeah yeah so but you know to tackle the the kind of the back end of this question what should a gym expect from you as a guest which i think is a good uh, I think that's a good question. What if, if, if you're somebody who is starting to want to explore, um, open mats, see, see some different looks and you're considering going to another gym to catch an open mat somewhere, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what is the expectation? So for me, I think obviously courtesy walk yeah. in and try and you, you got to read the room, see what everybody's customs and yeah. Um, see what they're kind of how they operate. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of be, be pliable, I guess might be the right word. Like be, um, just open to taking in whatever yeah. happens. Exactly. You know, some, some open mats, some open mats are very loose where they, it's very come and go. And then other open mats you have, you still have a warm up, and then you get some stragglers that come in a little bit later, but for the, you know, some open mats, they have like a warm up, So you have to kind of gauge, um, gauge what is happening. Obviously yeah. you want to be respectful, introduce yourself. Um, and just be a good, be a good guest. Really. That's it. That's it. Don't walk in so, going, Oh, $25 fee. I got to pay a fee. <laughs> 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 I mean, seriously, that's not out of the realm of possibility. So you just got to be prepared and, you know, know what you're going into, walking into, whether it's you're dropping in, you're out of towner, you know, it, what's their mat fee? Do you, can you, can you train in your own gi? You know, some places will make you put on their gi. Some places mm-hmm. will say you're okay to have whatever gi you want. Just don't have your patches on. Yeah, that's pretty common actually. Yeah. Gyms don't want you to wear your own. So, which is another little weird thing. Maybe it's their form of control, but uh, you got to know these things going in, you know? So, I mean, if you want to train, you could show up with, maybe they only use white geese. You got your blue gi on with your GD patch and you're trying to train somewhere else. They might not let you on. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you just got to be educated about it and do your research, you know? And yeah. And, and know what you're going for. I think when most people I think for the most part, we're talking about open mats, but I mean, if you're starting to try to go train at another gym, it's either because you're looking for a new home or, or you're from out of town and you, maybe you're doing some research on maybe you're move, like, you know, for you, if you were moving to another state entirely and you got to know what's out there, I'm sure the first thing you did was start looking up gyms and figuring it out. What's, what's around me. What are my options here? Yeah. So, yeah, I, if you're, you know, I, I, I think, I think it's going to get better. I think it's all going to, it's just going to get better. I, you know, if you live in a community that is less open and free about cross training and um, having relationships and with people in different gyms, I, I, I do think that's over time going to get better. Yeah. Um, and I do think that if that's something that you want, um, there's a place for it. It, you just have to be, it it gets touchy if you start taking classes at different places. Um, but I think, you know, because people are going to start wondering what your intentions are really, that's what it is, you know? But I do think that if, if you live in one of those communities where it's not so open and, and you want that openness and you're trying to drive jujitsu and your local community forward, um, I do think it's possible, but it, it takes time. Mm-hmm. It does take a lot of time to develop that. Yeah. And um, if you're trying to do that and you start trying to, you start going to some open mats um and it becomes it becomes kind of local knowledge in your gym that you're doing that um you know there is a risk of looking have having being looked down on by from other mm-hmm. training partners gym owners whatever the situation is and i do think that there's value if that is something that you're trying to do being open with your intentions and telling, yeah, I go train it. I, I caught, I went to open mat. Yeah. I've been going to open mats over here. I am, I am not looking to change gyms. I'm just looking to develop relationships in the community. I'm looking to get some different looks. 
Um, and ultimately, I'm my jujitsu is going to get better, which means I'm going to give better value here to the gym. Yeah, I'm going to, you know, cr- you know, I'm going to bring the different looks that I get, and I'm going to bring them here, and I'm going to share the knowledge that I get elsewhere and bring it here. Mm-hmm. Um, this is still my home base, and I'm just looking to develop relationships in the community. Yeah, and. I think that that that's okay. Yeah, it depends. It, There's so many variables. You know, it's going to depend on who yeah. you are as a person within the gym, what your belt rank is. Yeah, you know what your relationship is with your teacher. You know, if you if you're a brown belt and you've been with your coach for ten years, and you start going like, there's going to be some. You know what I mean? There's going to be reasoning, and you probably already have talked about your that with your teacher. Mm-hmm. If you're with this person for that long, you know, or maybe you're a brown belt and you moved and now you're at a gym where you've only been there a year and you're not satisfied. And maybe you're looking elsewhere. There's so many different variables. And so it really just depends on that. You just have to be open and understand either through friendships or through direct contact with your professor. What's the vibe? How is professor going to act or what's his feelings on this has or her feelings on this are we cool to go do this ask questions be open state your reasoning you know if if it, it's usually just an honest thing if it's not and you're trying to go elsewhere then you're probably going you're probably half halfway out the door anyway you know yeah but uh in terms of knowledge and all that stuff i mean sharing of knowledge there's just that's just so stupid anyway now i'm it's just it's a dumb argument now because there's so much knowledge online like yeah. you can literally find out anything about anyone. Number one, if you're competing, compete against somebody, you just look up all their fights, you know, and figure what, know exactly what game they're playing. So that, mm-hmm. that argument's out the door now, you know, maybe, you know, maybe people would be protective of strategies or something, but for the most part, I think that's at least in our community, it's pretty open. You know, there, there could be also some financial you know, um, Gracie Baja is known to, you know, you don't train anywhere else, but within your school. Yeah. So, um, that's, that, that's out there. So yeah, if you're in, in training at that school, that's something you'd want to consider and talk to, and they would probably, I don't even know what they would say. You know, maybe they, they would suggest, Hey, you want to get some different looks, we'll go over to this, uh, this in branch. Yeah. And I know they've done that. I know for competitions, they'll, um, I have a client that trains at Gracie Baja. He's a high level competitor and he, uh, he might not have the best training partners with him on the mats, but they'll all get together in like a central location from the different gyms and train. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've told the story in the past where, um, I started training at a hoist Gracie school and that was in the owner's contract was you can't train at any other schools and if you do it needs to be in the hoist gracie affiliation and you need to ask the the professor about it you know he wasn't a professor at the time you need to ask the gym owner um Mm -hmm. and i hated that to be quite honest and it made me feel like if i did want to travel and catch an open mat and trained in another school that I was betraying the gym. And it was this big, it was this big deal on, and I hated it and it messed with my mentality and it messed with, um, my feelings, which is probably why I've shifted so far over to the other side, you know, is that, uh, I don't, I'm just a person. I'm not, I, I'm paying to do this. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it's, uh, like I'm paying to be here. I'm paying to take your classes. Like you don't get to like own me as a student, you know? So it's, uh, I, I just hated that. And that's probably why now I'm so like, I have my home school, but I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna check out other, other environments, other ways of doing things. You know, I, so I, I've been, I've experienced both sides of it at this point, and I'm much happier on the the end of it that I am now than when I was 
feeling like, oh man, if I go someplace else, I am like, I'm, I'm boned because I'm like, you know, the owner's going to find out he's going to get mad. Like, I feel like I, you know, I'm not a true hoist Gracie student, you know, hoist is going to come to town and he's going to pass me over for stripes or whatever. And, you know, it's just like, you, you, you end up like as, especially as a white belt, you end up going through that process. Like, man, what happens if I do get caught? Like, it makes you feel like you're yeah. sneak, like you're cheating, you know, like you're sneaking around. Yeah, weird. And it's it's super weird, and it I just it doesn't have to be that way, in my opinion. Well, so if you find yourself in that position, guys and gals, and you're in an environment where it's open mats, awesome, you know, cross training, open cross training. But really, you just got to do your due diligence and communicate with people and you know understand your reasoning to do it most of the time it's just going to be to have fun and get some different looks no problem there's a time and place for that open mat you know or you know yeah whatever it is you know and and maybe maybe we're talking in terms of our our situation in the valley there's a lot of there's a lot of gyms there's big gyms there's a lot of you know a very small fraction of that are going to be cross training Maybe you're in a smaller environment, smaller town where you, there's only a two gyms or you know, maybe two or three. Things might get a little different at that point. You know, Maybe there's yeah. only a total of 50 practitioners in your area, 10 at this gym, 15. I mean, very small. That might be a different experience and a different uh, set of circumstances if you want to cross train. Maybe, maybe they would be less likely to do that in that small. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because then maybe it is you're protecting your students a little bit more. I only have. 50 70 students i don't want that person to take my you know what i mean so yeah i do you know, it's i can't i can't see some of that too in terms of business um here you're gonna there's people are gonna come and go there's huge gyms very small percentage are cross training you know and doing these things a lot of opportunities it's, everywhere you know yeah so. it's interesting and i think the hot you know this is there i have no evidence to support this claim um but i I'm starting to believe and see that the the higher level the jujitsu and the more as it gets bigger in different areas, I think the schools are more secure about things. And I'll make an uh, for instance, my parents live or they they don't live there anymore, but they used to live in a small town in southern Illinois, and it was about thirty five to forty minutes away from where the Daisy Fresh crew was it was before the daisy fresh guys got put on the map and um those guys have been there for a little bit and what has happened so there was another my parents lived they lived 30 to 45 minutes away from that town but then they had one small school that was in in their town and they had uh when i started going there he was a purple belt i was a white belt and he was a I think he's, yeah, he was like a four stripe purple belt. And then he got his brown belt quickly after that. So I'd visit him on the holidays. He's been a black belt for a long time now, but, um, so, so those two, two schools are about 35 to 45 minutes apart. And now I've maintained contact with that. He's now a black belt. Those Daisy fresh guys got kind of put on the map by flow and Andrew Wiltsey, right? And now I see Andrew Wiltsey and his crew going down and training with uh, the guy's name is Andrew Sabins. I see them going down and training with Andrew Sabins and them cross training and the guys from Sabins going up and training with the Daisy Fresh crew. So now you're getting this kind of local, kind of regional um, cross training environment where mm-hmm. they're starting to have their home schools. They compete against each other clearly at local tournaments. Yeah. But then when it's, when it's just training season and people are doing what they want, um, they're going down and exchanging techniques, exchanging yeah. ideas and, um, growing Similar. the community in, in, um, in that area. Nice. So it's interesting to have, to have seen that. So, yeah. Um, well, there you have it. I think we answered it. Yeah, we beat it up pretty good. Pretty so. well. Wanted to close with one thing. Uh, 
If you go to ruralunion.com, you can support. We mentioned my friend Zachary Bighorn. He's uh, going through his second or second week, third week of treatment for cancer. So this is a training partner of mine um, at GD Jiu-Jitsu. He uh, recently found out he had cancer. We're just trying to support his, uh, you know, his plight with his family. And um, I did that by helping with um, creating a patch and sticker kit. You can get on rollunion.com. Um, if you want to support, it's basically a $25 donation. You go there and you just pay through the website. 100% of the proceeds go to Zach and his family. Um, and in a couple of weeks, you get a sticker and a patch. And he's a, he's a cool guy, great, great warrior. And, you know, it's, it's tough to see him off on the mat, you know, off the mats dealing with this, but um, everybody's staying positive and we're hoping to get him back soon. And uh, we just want to keep his kind of spirit with us on the mat when we're training, keep him in our mind, thoughts and minds. And if you support me, you support my shows and my, uh, my, my business, go to rollunion.com. It's 25 bucks, buy a sticker patch kit, and we'd appreciate it. Yeah, I saw those get popped up on the interwebs uh, nice. within the last couple day, day, last day or two, huh? Yeah, within the last week. So everybody's been jumping on those. Anything else, buddy? Man, I got nothing. All right. We'll see you guys all next week for episode 23. Next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Road to Black podcast. Once again, please support our sponsors, the BJJ Physio. Contact Wes, he'll hook you up with some customized programming for your game. Take it to the next level. Therapy, performance, the BJJ Physio. Also, Roll Union Jiu-Jitsu. Check out the latest styles, Jiu-Jitsu, casual wear, training gear. Check them out, rollunion.com. Follow on Instagram, at rollunion. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and we will see you next time.